Welcome into Between the Pylons. I'm John Camacho. And this is Jacob Waters. And guys, we are doing the first of a double header this week. Two pods. Um, yeah, unfortunately, I had to go get COVID and then go on vacation, and it totally screwed up our schedule. We had it perfectly planned out to be able to do every single division yep. right before the draft, uh, that, or excuse me, right before the season. Didn't work out that way, so we are doubling up. It's time uh, for a content dump. Yeah, exactly. Content dump and uh, canceling a couple other plans that we have, but that's all right. Uh, so right now, this episode, we are doing NFC South. If you are also interested, and AFC East is up next, so... Uh, Let's get right into it. We're doing a deep dive breakdown on every team in the NFC South. Uh, we'll start here with the uh, Panthers, and give me your your raw reaction to the Panthers as we put up the uh, first graphic. Man, raw reaction on the Panthers. So the thing is, right here, I'm just going to try to set the table for you. Because okay. I know that this is your team. We have talked about all offseason how we have certain teams that you know you want to see them make that next step. And I know the Carolina Panthers are yours. Yeah. And I, I love a lot of the moves that they made in the offseason, too. Let me start by saying I am a huge Sam Darnold believer. Mm-hmm. I have seen the flash of what he has in New York at mm-hmm. times. Some of the throws, I've said it so many times, so I'm blue in the face, that some of the throws, if you were to blur out the quarterback, you'd be like, oh, the, the sidearm power, po- you know, throwing a deep poster out sidearm down the middle, that's Pat Mahomes type stuff. Yeah. That, that's what he does. He does have, I would call it elite arm talent. He does. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping that with the security blanket of an offense around him, a very, a very good offensive line. They've made a lot of moves to, to mm-hmm. bolster that up. McCaffrey, DJ Moore, Terrace Marshall had a hell of a fucking preseason game. Yes, it was did. awesome to see. I think it's going to be a good year. Defensively, we're going to need to see some key uh, pieces step up in the secondary. J.C. Horn is my guy, though, and I really think he's going to be able to fill that. And when it comes to a front... They're, they're not. I was about to say front seven. I think they're lacking in their linebacker department. Mm-hmm. But that defensive line... Brian Burns is a sneaky pick for a defensive player of the year. Yeah, I I, I, I know it'll it'll shock you, but when you go look at all these these betting websites out mm-hmm. there, that you can find Brian Burns and yeah, the way that he's able to get pressure, he is jab step all of it. I've seen so much film on him lately, and that's a guy that I'm looking to break out. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. Florida Stater, lo- love that you give yeah. props to him. I love that you mentioned defense, and, and let's let's start with defense. Uh, you know, just obviously we'll we'll get to everything else. They spend the least amount of money in the NFL on the defense this year, right? Uh, so it's just young, and it's not it's not really their fault. They spent every single draft pick last year on the defense. A lot of draft picks this year on the defense. They they have bolstered this defense with young guys. And usually when you say, oh, they're spending the least amount on the defense in the NFL, that like would scare you. But it doesn't mean like Brian Burns, he's going to get a payday. And it kind of confirms like if you're a Carolina Panthers fan, you you probably can look at the roster and look at how it's going. Brian Burns, they're going to be able to afford him. Just just looking, you know, just um, from, you know, um, whatever this, whatever. I can't talk. I had a saying in my head and then I messed it up in my head. (laughs) So I can't talk. Um, Yeah. So that's got to be exciting. You know, if you're a fan there. Uh, But overall, you know, you look at the cornerbacks, like you said, yeah, they they bolster him up. They also brought in, you know, A.J. Bouye, who, who you off a bad year with uh, with the Broncos, but you know what? I've, I, I'm 
I've seen at least one player. I've seen at least one veteran who came off a really bad year do well the next year, and that was uh, that was Rhodes, another Florida Stater who came from the Vikings, had a terrible year with the Vikings, went to the Colts last year, and did really did really really well. AJ Bouye wasn't that long ago that he was a part of the best duo of corners in the league, in my opinion, uh, when he was paired up with Ramsey. Like that was just a a ridiculously good duo. Uh, So we'll see what happens there. Yeah, I I absolutely agree. I think this team though it does run through the the offense, uh, and yeah. I'm really high on Terrace Marshall. I think he's going to do well. I have a video. If you haven't watched it, go go watch the video where I talk about how he's going to fit in that offense and what I expect. Uh, you hit the nail on the head. I don't really need to repeat what you said there with uh, with Sam Darnold. I, I absolutely agree. I think he is. Uh, I think he is going to be a, a big part of this offense. And really, that's where I want to go next is the quarterback. But more like looking at it from a from a managerial sense of okay, they bring in Bridgewater. They spent a good bit of money on Bridgewater. Like, they're paying him to play in, they were, in, they in were Denver the right now. They gave him the shot, yeah. They gave him a, a good piece of money, and then they they trade for Sam Darnold. You send all those picks away, sign his, uh, his fifth-year option, and I guarantee you, if it doesn't work out after one year, they'll be gone. They are yeah. they are aggressively attacking the quarterback position every year. Obviously, there was all the rumors that they wanted to trade up. They couldn't get a deal done there to trade up to get a guy that I think they felt like they really needed. Uh, obviously, you know they didn't feel like Fields was the guy because he was available to them. Uh, and I mean, well, they had Sam Darnold at this point too. But I really believe like if they really liked uh, Fields, no, I, I, yeah, they might have gotten. Him. I'm totally with you on that. They had a guy in this class they wanted that they wanted. Yeah. I mean that you know Darnold. While both both of us believe in him, mm-hmm. he was not the immediate fix because when no. draft night came around, it was regardless of Darnold or whatnot. Yeah, I, I mean, I still thought they were going to take Fields. You yeah, know, I thought that there was a chance. I don't know if it was Wilson. I don't know what they were expecting to happen draft night, but they had a guy that they were willing to make yeah. that move for. And then sure. when I think when they traded for Darnold, they were accept, they're accepting like, okay, that guy's not going to be there. I do yes. think it was Wilson actually. I yeah. really do. I think that was probably probably the goal. Um, yeah. So so I, I'm I'm excited about that. You know, you you get this owner who's coming from. From uh, from the Steelers organization, and, and the Steelers have been pretty consistent at quarterback. There, I mean, as long as I can remember, I mean, you go from Bradshaw to whoever was after Bradshaw to to uh, to Roethlisberger. I mean, you know, obviously, I, I'm sure I'm missing something there, but but I mean, for, uh, having Roethlisberger as your cornerstone has really, you know, was a big part of the Steelers' success for all those years, and then everything else builds around it. And I Being think that's able to knowing find that, that that quarterback exactly. that can last you for what we I mean you know some of those other guys like Big Ben 15 plus but 10 to 15 year run yeah that's that is like unprecedented that is what the Panthers are doing and that's why I think that they're primed and ready with how they've built themselves off this like you said they picked up Donald's fifth year option Mm -hmm. if it doesn't happen this go around they're going to keep aggressively pursuing Mm -hmm. I think we're seeing all the teams in the NFL yeah constantly this turnover, this, if it's not the guy, they're not going to hold on to the guy. They're going to move on. They're going to keep taking their shots. And the, everybody out there has to find a 1 through 10 quarterback. Yeah. And there's a lot of guys, 11, 12, 13, 14, that should belong in that top 10 typically. Mm-hmm. But it's just such a competitive field right now out there when it comes to just overall quarterback play. Yeah. And everyone's trying to get the best one. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. I mean, it's it's across the board. If you don't have a top 10, your fan base wants a better one. And yeah. the, the I think I think we've seen that, enough of that's the reason why you don't win exactly is, is the quarterback exactly yeah. that's yeah i couldn't couldn't agree more and, and when you look at the quarterback i 
I do think with Sam Darnold, we're going to get more plays down the field. You know, if you look at, at Bridgewater, look, I was never really in on Bridgewater. I remember doing a, a film study video early on last season and and watching. I was like, okay, I'm out. I'm good. I didn't. I I was. I believed that he, that was all he had, and he was a backup after watching like one game of film. I think it was versus the Raiders or something. I was out. Uh, but 28 percent of the Panthers' pass attempts traveled just 10 yards, right? Or you know, traveled uh, beyond uh, 10 yards. Like that, that that number needs to be higher. And I think with Sam Darnold, it will be. I, I think overall, Sam Darnold is a huge improvement. I think they got better with their wide receivers. I, I really do. As much as I, I like Curtis Samuel, I do think uh, Terrace Marshall will be an upgrade at that position. At the, as a third wide receiver, they already have two really good ones. Um, so, yeah, I think this offense is going to be uh, a big – I think this offense is going to be really good. I, I don't think there's any other way to say it. Uh, you, you mentioned at the beginning, like, I'm really high on this team. I am. I think, you know, my, my projection does not match how high – and I, you know, looking at now, I have them at nine and eight. I wanted to give them 12, but I had to like cut it down a little bit and be realistic and be somewhat like even yeah, killed. They're, they're shooting your shot, but then there's also, yeah, they, I had to be even killed a little bit in the current Super Bowl champion, Buccaneers. Exactly. The Saints haven't gone e- anywhere. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, and that, that, that was certainly something I had to look at. But yeah, there are two teams that I, I was coming into this season that didn't make the playoffs that I felt had a really good chance to surprise some people and be really good. Um, after I've actually done research on both of them now for this for uh, today we're recording uh, eight we're talking about eight teams today uh, one of them I feel even better about and the other I feel a lot worse about and the Panthers I feel even better about just everything that I've seen I, I feel like they're going the right direction my only issue right now with their offense specifically is their left tackle right they they move on from a coon or, or he retires whatever happened there he's gone and then uh, you know you don't I, I don't know what to expect there uh, Cam Irving is injured you have Dennis Daly you have Tyler Moten who might like tr- move Moten over, a lot. but but he's a guard and they're move, yes. trying to move him over to tackle. So so you don't really know what's going to happen there. So like one hole that I really see like as as an issue again that's it, that's manageable. You said overall their offense line is good and, and it is it, overall it is good. I do have a question about that one specific position. Um, yeah, let's uh, let's move on. Let's talk about their free agency here because I, I really liked what they did in free agency. They they grabbed a combination of really good starters, solid starters and uh and you know really high high level capable backups uh just you know cam irving guy that the guy that grabbed i, I think that's a, a good pick even if he is does end up being your backup swing tackle i think that's a, a pretty solid um guy hassan reddick i loved bringing him in brought the him monster. in for a one-year deal i wanted the dolphins to i wanted the dolphins to give him big money i believed it after last year that he made the position move to what his natural position was out of college and he dominated last year and i mean it's not his fault he's playing out of position for two years three years yeah, whatever exactly. it was um yeah just a high level competent starters pat uh, elfine is a big hit they, they they really did spend some money on that offensive line i think that helps and their losses minimal curtis samuel's the biggest one but i think they replaced that in the wide and the draft you know no, nobody else here that i'm really losing a whole lot of sleep over uh where, where are you at with this no, I, I think that they did a good job trying to prep up this offensive line. That's what kept making me think that there was another quarterback move coming mm-hmm. behind the curtain overall. But now, uh, you know, I'm, Sam Darnold's the guy. Mm-hmm. It's a fresh breath for him, I'm sure, to get away from that mm-hmm. that just hostile, toxic New York media, especially having to be a team in New York and have some poor play where it's been. Because, it, you know, there are times where it is Sam Darnold's, um, I guess, own doing when it comes to, you know, some of the 
Yeah, he wasn't perfect. I don't think anybody would argue that. By any means. But I definitely think that he was not given the right tools in the first place to do that. And I think it's just misfortunate because I know we're going to talk about the Jets in a later Mm -hmm. pod, but um, I do think that the Jets now are starting to get that infrastructure down to have a Sam Darnold-type quarterback. It just sucks because you see it so many times where the guy has tried and tried so many as a quarterback where it was just nothing he could do all by himself. And then by the time the team gets good for him, ready to go, you know, it reminds me going back to Carolina Panthers of a Cam Newton. They had a Cam Newton prime where there was a lot of other pieces lacking around him. Mm-hmm. And Cam Newton's ability, physical ability alone, was enough to propel some of these average pieces to become good and great pieces at that. Mm-hmm. And then by the time that I think the Carolina Panthers finally got their infrastructure right, yeah. it was Cam's window had closed. Yeah, no, I, I I really do agree with that. And, you know, we always talk about the draft as a, as a lottery pick, right? Like you're just getting lottery tickets. It's kind of the same for the players, too, when you think about it. I mean, you know, Sam, Sam Darnold was drafted in, in the exact same spot that the Colts were actually were. The Colts traded back. Yeah. Ima- you know, the, the lottery of it all is imagine if the Colts had a had a heads up that they weren't sure what uh, what what's his name wanted. What, yeah, what, if, you if know. there was a chance that they knew luck was. Yeah, imagine if away. they had a little little bit of a head start on that that bombshell. It, the Colts probably don't trade back, and they probably take Sam Darnold, and then Sam Darnold automatically career is in a significantly yes. better spot. He never has to meet Adam Gase. I mean, like, there's some good things that could have gone. Like, that's the you know, and then a- Adam on Gase the other is side, a big one too. Yeah, yeah, on the other side, like, imagine if he was with the with the Browns. Like, I, I really believe. Look how good the Browns are. I really believe he would have a different career. I, I think I think he has the talent. I think he, it was at least similar talent coming out. Obviously, they liked Baker more, but I think it was similar. I think there's some good things there. Yeah, I, I just it is a crapshoot for yeah, both I mean, sides. Let's, you know? let's go back to that draft since you mentioned that. And say, Sam Darnold was the better prospect coming out in a lot of people's minds yeah. over Baker. He was the favorite. I really liked the Baker, process. but exactly the Baker pick was jaw dropping. Yep. It was shocking to we, see that happen. We had a heads up, and I remember making a bet with you, and I was like, "This is this is bullshit." They're trying to they're yeah. trying to smoke screen. smoke screen. I thought it was all crap. There's no way they're going to take Sam Darnold over Baker. I liked Baker. I certainly thought he deserved to be a first round pick. Thought he even deserved to be top ten. Did not expect him to be number one over a Sam Darnold type of thing. You know, and granted, hindsight's twenty twenty. Is that Sam you know? Darnold had the raw tools, exactly. and even beyond that, almost this he, they were. Early on, I, I remember a few guys comparing him to some of the greats of greats coming out whenever yeah. it came to overall scouting about how, how good he was. I hope that he can just keep those tools and use them around because the, there's no excuses now. So so let me let me ask you this because, uh, you know, I'm going back to the offseason at a glance questions, yeah. and I wrote all these questions, and I thought this was an interesting one. I, I'd love to hear your take. Joe Brady, is he a head coach in 2022 if this, team, if this offense does well? Yeah. Uh, I think I the think offense. So I think the offense will do well, yeah. and it's only going to bolster up that resume even more. Yeah. I thought Brady would maybe not do for the jump at that point after that LSU season, but I have seen less qualified guys get the job. Yeah, where I felt like yes, I still wouldn't have wanted him to be a head coach, mm-hmm. but I would have understood. Okay, yeah. this is how he got. I the think. Job. Yeah, I, I really, I do think. I completely agree. I think he's he was in one of those situations. He probably could have gone and been the, the head coach it. of the Texans of some. Yes, like the Texans were looking for anybody, right? They probably could have gone. Like if Joe Brady wanted to, he probably could have gotten that job. Nobody wanted that job, though. I agree. Joe Brady's in the right spot, and and with this offense, with the weapons he has, if he is what he what I kind of think he is, I do think he's a, a special play caller and deserves to be a, a you know be in that conversation for a young offensive mind type of guy. 
you know, it, it, he he can kind of bide his time and wait and wait for the right opportunity. It might be this year, it might be you know the year after. But yeah, like, I hope if, it's the year after, it, yeah. Mike Zimmer gets fired. <laughs> exactly. I, yeah. I mean, I have some hot takes there. That'd be cool. But but yeah, yeah. Like that's that's my thing. Is like, man, he if he's looking at the open positions next year, he might be in a position where he can just be like, oh, I'll, I'll wait, I'll wait another year. I'm I'm good. Like this is a You're good. You're saying team. almost pull a uh, Josh McDaniels, exactly. which, which we don't Josh even McDaniels know. We don't. Yeah, about to say we don't even know if that's a thing I, in his head. He might be I saying think, just to take the. The, the keys where he's at. I think at this point he, he's the successor to to Belichick. Got to be because of the jobs that he's passed. Exactly, up. Yeah. he's passed up on some solid jobs. Um, yeah, so I thought that was interesting. Uh, yeah, I, I think this team can take uh, the next step. I think their their young roster playoff is bound. very good. I, I do think they win the playoffs. I, or I do think they go to the playoffs uh, at, at nine and eight. Maybe my record prediction doesn't uh, you know account for that, but I think they're better than my even my record position. My record prediction suggests. Yeah. I, I think they're a really good football team I think they were you know you look they were unlucky with fumbles 28th in the NFL they were unlucky with opponents field goals 31st in the NFL above expected they the opponents made every single field goal except for two last year that doesn't really happen like things like that do kind of go back to uh go back to the median a little bit and like they were the other part of it and something that we haven't even mentioned yet how they were in 11 one score games they won three of them and a they lot of that highly is Bridgewater. Competitive last year. yeah they were they were consistently right on the cusp and hey yeah i think that's a really good place to be when you're a young football team you know and the other part uh, let's pull up their uh let's pull up the the teams they have to play next year and their uh, their predicted schedule strength it, it's average it, it is like there's nothing special there but it's not a bad schedule at all but the first three weeks they they should come out of the first three weeks uh, going two and three or two and one excuse me confidence well, I, I would go ahead and say look at the first five weeks and I would five say weeks, three, three and, and two. two yeah I think that they're that, three and two and that's that's confidence that is building up your confidence for a young team I think that's really important I think you know I always talk about having an easy schedule early and how I think important I think that is for momentum and for these guys and I think it's even more so for a young football team and this is a very young defense especially but young football team in general no I think they're gonna have to get this momentum going early because they close out the year with the Bucks in three in three weeks they, they play the Bucks. so yeah. I think it's week what that be sucks 16 yeah so that's gonna be weird Bills to to. Bucks <laughs> Saints Bucks yeah that, that's that's brutal. Yeah, that's, that's not easy. Um, let, let's close it out. Let's quickly talk about their draft. Uh, you know, got J.C. Horn in the first. We obviously, I know you really liked that. Yeah. Terrace Marshall in the second was a was certainly a guy that I thought, I mean, they did a really good job with that, getting getting Terrace Marshall I late like in the second. That was a, a really good draft. Tommy Tremble, I'm not as big on Chubba Hubbard, but to be the backup, I, I don't really have an issue with it behind a Christian McCaffrey. And they did need that, obviously, Mike, Mike, uh, Mike uh, Davis going to yeah. – uh, a division rival over there. I love Davion Nixon in the fifth. He was one of he's like one of those guys, and he has been flashing in camp. I, I was listening to a Carolina fan podcast, and they were talking about him. Uh, so yeah, that, that's uh, that's their draft. You know, any any guys you really want to touch on? Or mine was uh, Deontay Brown and Shy Smith. That sixth round, I think they have <laughs> one of the best. I'm, I'm serious. Shy Smith is one of my favorite uh, yeah. early prospects coming out of South Carolina. Had some injury concerns early yeah. on, but he is electric. He pops. I know it's going to be hard to find 
a realm to get him working mm. early on into this thing. Same for Deontay Brown, though. Deontay Brown is a huge physical big body boy out of Alabama. Yeah, get an Alabama offensive lineman in the and six. You, you can't go wrong. I'll take it. Yeah, yeah even, even if he doesn't have the great measurables or whatever. Uh, last thing I do want to talk about with their draft and something that was interesting to me, I'm just going to put on the board their, uh, their trades, right? I thought they did a really, really good job of moving down and, and collecting capital. That's what you're supposed to do when you're a team like the Carolina Panthers. You know, getting three picks for one in the fourth round with the from the Titans, getting three picks for one in the third round from the Texans, from getting two one. picks, you know, in the, the the trade in the for the Eagles, consistently trading down, traded down twice in the second and still landing Terrace Marshall. That is insane. Just collecting so many picks. Imagine if you said, oh, you can get Terrace Marshall, uh, Tommy Trimble, Shy Smith, uh, and some and another pick that was that ended up being traded all for your second round pick. Like that's yeah, ridiculous smart. amount of value. Uh, just uh, last little thing, we don't usually talk about draft day trades on this uh, this pod, but I, I thought it was interesting, and I just want to speak to the intelligence of the uh, of the staff. I really think their their GM and what they're doing up there from a managerial standpoint is really really high level stuff, and I think they're showing you how to rebuild. I think they're doing a really good job of that. Yeah, if you're trying to rebuild and find diamonds in the rough, you need as many shots at those diamonds exactly. as you can take. Especially if you're rebuilding without without all the picks, like the Dolphins yes. are. I think are showing you how to rebuild if you have a shit ton if of capital. But yeah. the Panthers are showing you how to rebuild if you didn't have a left tackle get traded for seven million picks. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So, so I think that's really good. I think that's enough on the Panthers. Do you have anything else you want to no, say? I think we uh, covered it. We're good. We'll move on to the Saints. Same story. Give me your your raw reaction to the Saints while I'm pulling up um, some, some stuff here. In in my head, I'm a lot harder on the Saints than what a lot of people are. Yeah, I noticed um, your, your and, rankings. And, and it bothers me too by saying that because. I didn't think that much of Drew Brees for the past few years. I really didn't. I watched those games, and I knew in areas where he was holding them back. You know, but I just, I don't know if I'm a full-on believer in Jameis yet. I know he can throw the ball. I know he can sling it. But I also know, with that being said, he can keep both teams in the game a lot. They have a very good defense. I like their weapons. I will say this, though. Alvin Kamara, when it comes to a fantasy production and overall NFL production, was nowhere near the guy that he was with Brees off the field. Minimal usage. Minimal. Well, they. I think they. I. I yeah. Okay. I, I'll give you that. I think uh, a lot of his production came from Michael Thomas not being there, and they really didn't. When Michael Thomas was down, Emmanuel Sanders, you know, was was in and out of the lineup. The, you, you had a situation where they didn't really have a, a lot of good depth of the wide receiver, and they still really don't, to be totally honest. Uh, no, they, they, they don't. They, you you rely bad. on. They ended up relying on Alvin Kamara as your only weapon offensively, really. So, so yeah, I I, I get what you're saying there, but I think a lot of I think a lot of his production really this year it came from the lack of a Michael Thomas more than than anything like his ridiculous fantasy stats I guess is what I'm talking about and I think that will continue even with Michael Thomas on the field because he is the second best option like they they let go of Emmanuel Sanders they didn't really replace him and Emmanuel Sanders like I mean he's been on four teams in in three years for a reason but I I mean he certainly was a capable number two when he was on the field so I I didn't have an issue with that at all if anyone Um, wants an absolute stud of a sleeper and I've been hearing amazing uh, reviews from him out of camp, especially with the absence of Michael Thomas, is Marquez Calloway. Yeah. They're saying that Marquez Calloway at times has stepped up and really asserted himself into that X or wide receiver one role. Nice. Where you I, know, heard I, that. I thought that he could grow into that yeah. at some point. Now, of course, Michael Thomas, we still got to see how all that drama unfolds and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm also glad you pulled up the uh, the draft. I'm not a big fan of their draft. 
I don't think that they drafted that yeah, well. Yeah, let's go there. I, I'll put that up now. I trust Sean Payton a lot. I trust his ability to coach. I put him up there in like the top five coaching tree to where, Easily. as I view a Mike Tomlin who can take a a step back year, I guess, mm-hmm. where it's supposed to be a step back but still have a competitive product. Mm-hmm. I know this team is still going to be a competitive product. You still have Cam Jordan. You still have Demario Davis and Marshawn Lattimore. The way... Yeah, it's it's Lattimore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The way that you build the defense, that's that's what I like. They have they have it matched all off all the levels right there. I'm just worried about this offense a lot. I really am. Okay, so I, I think I can change your mind. Let's let's uh, stick on the draft just for a second. Yeah. Uh, Peyton Turner was the shock of the first round. Uh, really, I mean, there's always one. I know we we did our our live stream and we did our live stream, and it was one of those things where it's like, okay, we wanna we wanna get everybody. We do not want to not have a graphic because we're only doing the first round, right? So we did damn near sixty graphics for for guys. Most of them went second, third round, but P- Peyton Turner was not on that list, and he was the only guy we didn't have a graphic for. The weirdest part was the fact that that you had Jason away go to the uh, go go to the Ravens thirty one you had uh, Joe Tryon go to the Bucks both of which are killing it names uh, that we had heard d- bigger names in yeah. the same position that I mean I think were far and away the better prospect I, and I yeah I mean look they look at their own thing they're they're supposed to be smarter than us and certainly probably are um, so <laughs> I say probably <laughs> like what kind of ego is that uh, but yeah so so whatever that was a weird one uh, Pete Warner well, a little bit of a surprise in the second although. I guess, you know, when you get into the second, late second, you know, I, I you're kind of splitting hairs a little bit. I thought Paulson Adebo, he was the guy I thought I like would Adebo. go in the second. I yes. mean, and I out, like of St- out of Stanford, that was probably the, I thought their best pick and a big need. They need, if he could step up, that would be huge for them because they don't really have a proven commodity opposite, uh, opposite Lattimore. Outside of Lattimore, it gets and, ugly quick and, and lost a lot. And Lattimore really has not performed as well as, uh, as well as we'd like to say it. Like it just, it has not been as pretty as, as, as it was his rookie year. His rookie year was ridiculous. Yeah. It's dropped off since then, and for whatever reason. Uh, but yeah, I absolutely agree. Let me let me try and change your mind. Uh, obviously, Go Drew ahead. Brees uh, retires. Uh, listen, over the last two years, excuse me, yeah, over the last two seasons, they're eight and one without Drew Brees. Sean Payton, you really look at That's why the, he's up there. Yeah, you know, they were they were one of the healthier teams in the NFL, and I was kind of surprised by that. I think they they had a pretty healthy season overall, but they lost at key positions like wide receiver, quarterback, and I, I mean that those were those were big pieces to lose, especially when Michael Thomas is your kind of all your passing offense at the wide receiver position. They lost those pieces, and Sean Payton was still able to produce. I thought, you know, you look at James Winston, he did come in and perform well that one game. And then obviously they gave the reins over to Taysom, but that was because Sean Payton had made a promise to Taysom that if something like that he had would happened, get his opportunity, he would get the second. Yeah, so so that you know that was something I don't think we were aware of. I remember that offseason being on this pot, or excuse me, that week after Drew Brees got hurt, being on the spot and saying, "There's no way they start Taysom. It's got to be, uh, it's got to be Jameis. They're they're holding their cards close to their chest just to mess with them." And I was totally wrong. Taysom goes four and one though. In four games without without Drew Brees, I they think they were not Sean, pretty games. Though. Okay, and I get that, but but a lot of that I do think is Taysom. I think this can be a team. This could be a team that does both quarterbacks like significantly more than we've ever really seen in the NFL before. Sean Payton to me is enough to like with the with the the overall team that they have offensively. They do have some good weapons. They still have a great offensive line, which is a big piece of it. And defensively, we're going to talk about some of their losses. I, I am certainly questioning it, and I do think they have a worse year. Than 
than they did last year. But Sean Payton, to me, is is worth enough wins that he's going to figure out with the, with Jameis and with Taysom. And, and, and I do think they have the infrastructure on that offense to – and also, I mean, he we've had Taysom – he's had Taysom as a backup for a long time. He's been, you know, tinkering with play calls when Drew Brees retires for a long time and schemes and things like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, he, he's known I think the there's, been inside. Yeah, I, I, I do think there's, there's a, a plan in place that's been in place for more than just this offseason a little bit. I, I, I'm actually kind of excited to see how the Saints team works. I understand it's kind of a gamble for me to say, like, just looking at – key numbers I, I have them at 11 and 6 you have them made it at 89 that's it's a, hard to imagine 11 with the quarterback change yeah I, I have them at 11 I feel good about it I really do I, I feel like I feel good about 10 or more I feel I feel they do definitely hit double digits they're just too good of a football team uh, top to bottom overall they are and when you add in the coach yes and that's the thing whenever I was doing the the wins and losses I know all of the crap that I have talked about Drew Brees and all of his legacy and as good as he has been I'm happy as a Vikings fan whenever we've faced him in the playoffs as it's, you know, the past few times because his inability to push the ball down the field is one of the main reasons yeah. that we're able to stay in game. A lot of other teams, for that matter, are able to stay in games. So, I you know, I would think that losing Breeze and adding Winston, we're two years removed from Winston leading the league in passing yards. Give it that, yes, he had, he had the other stat to go along with it. I think it was close to 40 interceptions. It was 30. It was 30. 30? Okay. Exactly okay. So 30, a little yeah. bit, yeah, 30. That's, 33 that's touchdowns, 30 interceptions. That's yeah. a lot, but, you know. <laughs> Still was able to do that. Yeah. So I, I I get I say all that, and then I do have some stats to to back it up here. Uh, first of all, you did mention it wasn't pretty with Taysom Hill. You're absolutely right. They scored 24 fewer points in three of those four games. So so you know, and you look at the 13 games that Brees started last year. They only did that 11. They they scored more than 24 points 11 times. That's electric. So so that's that tells you the difference in how what their offense is able to produce. But also, he is coming in midseason. I think there there's certainly there's. Certainly some holes you can poke in that stat, but it's it's enough to say, yeah, it was not as pretty as it was with Drew Brees. I'm not sitting here saying Taysom Mills is a star. I don't think he is the star. I think he's a really, really uh, you know, unique piece that you can put in five. You know, I would say I'll say as many as five to ten plays a game for different reason at quarterback position. I do think Jameis Winston is the starter. Uh, Jameis Winston still does have a lot of talent. I, I I will say, you know, you look at Jameis Winston. Let's talk about interception uh, rate. Uh, he was 54th out of 57 over the last five years in interception rate with a minimum of 400 uh, attempts. Gunslinger mentality. Yeah, exactly. 3.61% interception rate. That's really high. Drew Brees, 1.5. Ninth in the NFL over the past five years. So that just shows you like what they're used to. The the, still, the Saints don't throw interceptions. Like That's not really like that, that's not what you want to see. They're a very, very efficient team. Exactly. Exactly. And, yeah, absolutely. And you know, so I, I absolutely get what you're saying. To me, and this this is a hot take, and this is going to go a little bit off of what how we usually do this but I was thinking about this when I was doing the research and I want to bring it up to you and see what you thought uh the Saints and the Ravens feel similar to me for one reason like they to me they just feel like the team that they're gonna get to the playoffs they're gonna be a pain in the ass in the regular season they're probably gonna win 10 games but then they're gonna get to the playoffs play a team that can that that is you know, has has the Jimmy and Joes, I guess, I, you know, from a uh, talent perspective and lose first, second, third round of the playoffs. That's fair. Uh, I put the I put the Ravens ahead of the Saints. So if I were to rank it in like a hierarchy, I, I do think that the Ravens, while they may not be. I guess but, cemented Super Bowl threats. I keep the Saints yeah. out. I have the Saints out. Okay, so so what I'm saying, I think that I'm, there's a world where the Saints miss the playoffs. See, and, and I get well, yeah, you put them eight, nine. Yeah. You you think they're gonna miss the playoffs? Yep. I guess. Uh, but yeah, no, and, and I guess what I'm saying is like with the Ravens specifically, you have the Lamar Jackson and and all these things and the way they play, 
and it it just you absolutely destroy the average to bad teams in the NFL, and you you beat the good teams too at time from time to time. But I feel like they get to the playoffs and they face a team that has the speed at linebacker to at least contain yeah. Lamar at times. They they have the there's the, a method they, to the shutdown yeah, on both. You, of them. They basically they have the front seven to make it really difficult for for the, the for the Ravens, and they end up losing. Like they lost to the Titans last or two years ago in the playoffs. They they lost last year. I don't remember who they played, but they lost somebody. Uh, so Buffalo, right? I think it was Buffalo. Yeah. So and again, that's kind of the same thing. I, I feel like you play one of the elite teams. Like I don't know. That's just to me. There's a connection there. And yeah, I, I I'm still higher on the Saints as a as a team that is still going to be competitive this year. I think we're they're going to surprise some people. You surprised me with that by saying that the Saints are still going to be good. And I know how high you are on the Carolina Panthers. So. Like I, I thought, if you were going to rank the division for me, you would go Buccaneers, Panthers, Saints, Falcons. But right now, you're Buccaneers, Saints, Panthers. Yeah, I'm totally. Yeah. I would be the other. Yeah, it would sound like it would be the other way though, because <laughs> well, you like the Panthers a lot. Yeah, I like the Pan. I do like the Panthers a lot. I, I have the Bucks winning the same amount of games as the Saints though. Oh my god! Yeah, I do. I've won in eleven games too. Oh yeah. my god! Okay, did we? Can we close the book on the Saints? Are we done? Can we <laughs> no, get to that we're book? We're not. We're not done. We okay, got to talk about. We got to talk about the free agency. Yeah, uh, it's big, fine. Yeah, some totally. big. You're going to shit on me. I'm, pay, I'm paying attention. All right, so we're, we're, we're going to talk about some big losses. Uh, defensive line, uh, lose Trey Hendrickson, uh, lose Malcolm Butler, or excuse me, lose Malcolm Brown. Uh, th- these were guys that had a lot of snaps last year, and then obviously Janoris Jenkins was a big loss. Uh, this is an old old graphic. Uh, Kwan Alexander actually came back in free agency, so he that just happened fairly recently. So he is back, but certainly some big losses that doesn't feel like they were placed in uh, free agency because they didn't, they couldn't, they, they had a Really, yeah, really tight they, for agency. Their books were they were tight. Yeah, yeah and Drew Brees is a big part of that. They're gonna be able to let that go in a couple of years, or I, I would think by think next by year. It's year. gonna be the same thing as the Patriots. Like the Patriots had no money the year that uh, that Tom Brady left last year, and like they really couldn't do anything. They had a bad football team, still went able to win seven games. I would argue that was a feat for what the, for the roster they yes. had. And then this year they had all the money in the world. They they spent the most of free agency. They they were able to get that yeah, off the books exactly. In. So so I think that'll be a similar thing for the Saints and the Saints are going to have to ride the storm but they do have a better team in general I think bring back all all five stars on offensive line things like that all right we'll close the book you want to shit on me with the bucks now huh let's just get let's Listen. just get to the bucks do you want to do you want to just take a pause and like and just shit on me for a second? No, that's fine. No, like I'm let's not. Just get to the all right, let's get to the, let's get to the 11 win Buccaneers. <laughs> Shut I up. The 11 win Super Bowl champion who brought back 22 of 22 starters Buccaneers. That's okay. all I want to do. I just want to talk. We're going to talk Falcons first. And then no, we're not. No, you can't do that to me. <laughs> Fuck the Falcons. Damn it, the Bucks really are next in our rotation. All right, Tampa, Bay Tom. Tampa, Tom. All right, give me your your raw reaction. To I don't want my raw reaction. I need it yours, Dan. You want my raw reaction before we get into the st- stats? You want my raw reaction? Yes. In the NFL, we always talk about if you don't get better, you get worse. Every single year, we talk about every. <laughs> no, I get it. No, I get it. They're the Super Bowl champs. They won a lot of games, but come on, man they they beat the they beat the Washington Washingtons by one score, and Heineke was playing right. Like it was cl- it was close. The next week, they Tom Brady throws two interceptions in the NFC Championship. Honestly, Aaron Rodgers shit the bed. He should have won that game. Like, he should have. But Tom Brady throws two interceptions. If that interception... Uh, no, seriously. I'm listening. Okay, I'm like, like, good, oh, bro. Look, if, okay, let, let's put it this way. If, if, if uh, Aaron Rodgers completes the pass on third down for a touchdown, 
in that NFC Championship game, we are looking at the Bucks completely differently. Listen, I, I we think, are. It's yeah. not even a doubt. It's a, it's not a question. It, the the uh, the entire framework of how we discuss the Buccaneers completely changes. I get they won the Super Bowl. They're an awesome football team. I'm I'm talking about them as one of the better teams in the NFL. I don't have a lot of teams winning eleven games yeah. or more. So, so I'm not shitting on them. I'm not saying they're going to be a bad football team. But to just automatically say, oh, they brought everybody back so they're going to win the Super Bowl again, like, that's stupid. That's not that – is, that is antiquated thinking. It is not the way we should we should approach this subject. I just don't believe so. Let me tell you how I'm going to approach this subject. Okay. They, they are going back. They are winning this division. And, yes, they are, I think, by far – the best team in the NFC. I don't think there is a team wow. that can get close to their heels right now. I don't think they're by far the best team in the NFC. I, I think when you look at the AFC, I hierarchy style, that you have the Ravens, the Browns, the Bills, the Chiefs, and Titans-ish. Nah, Titans kind of out right now. But So you have four big dogs. I think when I look at the NFC, you have the Packers with Aaron Rodgers, so I always think that they can be competitive and up there. But I think that the Bucks are just a hair above everyone else in the NFC. Yeah. Okay, fair, look, fair enough. Um, they, I, I think they had a really good draft. I really like what they did bringing everybody back. I don't think you can go wrong by doing that. Yes, yeah. you, you are right when, when it comes down to how few moments if you were to... T- and you can say that, honestly, for Tom Brady's career. There's a lot of times that if you were to go back and change... You change you one me, thing. You give me six plays that I can change to you go either take, other way, you can take I can away take six, six rings. Yeah. I can take away six rings. That's just how it is. But I don't want to discredit Tom. I used to do that a lot. No, I know you're not either. I'm saying, I'm saying to a big argument that's yeah, uh, a thought to everyone out there, an mm-hmm. entire fan base of people who don't like Tom Brady just because it's the popular thing to, yeah. to not like him. Yes, and going into this playoffs, as, as there's, somebody, there's a, if they lose to Washington, just pause real quick. You're good. There, there. As somebody who was a a critic of Tom Brady for a long time, it's not the popular thing. You get shit on a lot. You, you can't it's do really, it. It's, it's not it's, popular. It's just not anymore. <laughs> he says the popular thing. It's not. Yeah, no, because <laughs> I've been unpopular with it. <laughs> I think I think there's a majority of people, especially people here in Tennessee, because y'all are just riding on Peyton Manning's forehead, that just do not like Tom Brady at all. Y'all have a problem with the man. I'm a Dolphins fan. Give me a break. It's, and it's okay. You had to deal with that. The reign of terror for however long it was. 20 goddamn years. And we got to play him again. That. So I, I think it's coming. Yeah, I think it's still here. This is a team, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown. When you evaluate that wide receiver room alone, that speaks for itself. I I'm not going to sit here and write home about Gronk. You know, Gronk showed up in the Super Bowl. He's. I think Gronk is more valuable when it comes to his blocking and what yeah. he's able to do for that. But in, tight end that, core as a whole, OJ Howard, uh, uh, Bray. Yeah, yes. so it's a good tight end core for yes. sure. I still think that they're offensive lacking line in the is running great. back room department and offensive line. Tristan Wirfs killed it. Enough cannot. It's insane to think about that. That defense, Levante David, help me out, Devin White. It's Devin White, correct? Devin White, yeah, their their linebackers are Shaq awesome. Barrett. Shaq Barrett, JPP, uh, yeah, and Joe Tryon apparently is killing it in camp. Uh, so he's the rookie. You have the DN. Auburn boys up there at corner, Carlton Davis. They and they outperformed every expectation I had for them. Uh, I just yeah. don't see a weak spot when I look at this team. I get it, I get it. And maybe I could go they, back. They and, check I, could, all the I could easily go back and find them another win, win and give them the favor in the division. And honestly, they are the favor in the division. I get that. Uh, so look, they were the healthiest team in 2020 last year. Did not have a lot of injuries. Uh, obviously, you know. 
you don't if you're just like a casual fan you think about the bucks oh well chris godwin had some injury issues well every team has injury injury issues but like overall from top to bottom they were the healthiest team so so that's that's a positive i i did think it was interesting this is a weird stat and i don't give it a lot of uh, a lot of credence but i did think it was interesting i wanted to put it out there uh 32nd in football outsiders variance metric last year right so that's basically from a game to game perspective the bucks performance was the most vile volatile in the nfl so so that's that's interesting. Show, showing up and being a different team each week. Yes, exactly. Which my wallet fucking felt that whenever I was gambling <laughs> on the Bucks every week. Yes. And I'd be like, man, they're gonna really put it to the New York Giants this week. <laughs> I completely agree. Like like Trust I, me, I, I know read what that you're I read that stat and I was like, Okay, yeah, I get that. I, I, I feel that. Like oh, I felt shit, that last I year. I felt that in my heart <laughs> having to sit there and watch it. Yeah, you uh, just a crap show, hundred something dollars on the money line. Come on, tell the story real quick. I don't want to. You gotta tell. I don't. It. I. I. I thought the Buccaneers were going to just put it to them. I mean, like shove to it the down Giants. their it was throat. To Giants, the New York Giants. Sunday, Sunday night football. Giants had some injuries all over the field. Bucks were relatively healthy. There was no reason the Bucks still lost that game. The Bucks were already rolling. Like yeah. it, you know, I mean, they should have come in and taken care of that game. And I don't know what it was. I don't know what the hell happened. Evan Ingram was actually Evan Ingram for just a millisecond for two quarters or so. And yeah, you know, I lost I lost $100 on that. Yeah. I was very upset with the Buccaneers on that. So to but I still think that they're yeah to get back to your point, uh, they have the fifth easiest schedule in the NFL. I don't know how you win the Super Bowl and you get the fifth easiest. Well, I do know how you don't win the you don't win the division, get in a wild card, and then run it. That's how you, that's how you get it. Then you get to play the Dolphins. You get to well, that's the division they get to play. So Jets Dolphins is is fairly you know. Uh, yeah, so so easy. That's wild, isn't it? Like I, I guess oh, they're they giving, play the Giants again. Yeah, they play yeah. the Giants. <laughs> they play the Giants again. Um, yeah, when when I saw we had to play the Bucks, I was so mad. We got one year without playing Tom Brady, and now we're back at it again. Yeah, <laughs> just sucks. Like, hey, um, no also interesting, Bucks went zero and four against teams with run defenses that ranked inside the top fifteen last year. That was, I thought, very interesting to me. And granted, like I do think they'll be throwing the ball more. We saw it in the second half of the season where they kind of stopped running the ball on first down as much and, and just started airing it out. Uh, you, you have the arguably the best top-to-bottom wide receiver core in yes. the NFL. I mean, I, I certainly think there's an argument to be, to be had there. Uh, you have the greatest quarterback of all time. Why wouldn't you just be airing they play, it out? They played and, wildly different in the playoffs versus regular season. And, they did. and last thing I, I really want to mention before we get to the last couple of things and move on from the Bucks, I, I was wrong. I was dead wrong with uh, the way they would they would use Drew. Uh, excuse me, Tom Brady airing the ball out. I mean, he, he he threw it down the field, and he still had an arm to get it down the field. That was my biggest question and something that I thought, like, there is no doubt in my mind that the Buccaneers were going to have to change the way they played offense from a schematic standpoint to to match what Tom Brady is able to do. Kind of like the Saints and, have had to do with Breeze. And they didn't do it, and Tom Brady rose to the occasion, and, and it was just crazy. It's like, okay, we never really saw you do that with the Patriots the last three years, but now you're on the Bucks team, and you're just airing it out. Amazing! I was absolutely wrong on that. Just kudos you to remember the Tom Brady and your uh, what after the, the the end of the Patriots little run right here, mm-hmm. and you know you started to kind of connect some dots about oh, there's a throw right there that Tom kind of looked like that mm-hmm. ball kind of wobbled a little bit in areas where it used to not. Is he losing the arm strength? Mm-hmm. And then I think the I, I'm pretty certain that the first one of the first it was week one was the Buccaneers versus the Saints mm-hmm. and Brady opened up with two pick sixes in yeah, the first half. Yeah. I forgot about and that. the narrative. I, I don't remember the announcer at the time, but I just remember them talking about 
is this it? Is this like the ha- having to watch a childhood hero or mm-hmm. one of these legends of the game have to go through that? People had already started writing them. I mean, yeah. I feel like we've been ready to close the book on Brady, Brady for a long time. And, of course, I, he's been around I, forever. I actually remember being in middle school and looking up his age to see how long he had. I remember looking. It was like 36 or something. Like I, Seriously, like I I very clearly remember this. So, so yeah, I'm 25. Yeah. It would have been about 10 years ago. I looked it up. He would have been like 20, 36, whatever it was, and thinking, okay, we only have a couple more years before he'll retire, right? That, But we got to remember back then it was, it, it was you know, uh, you know, the Packers dude, like all of that stuff was going on. He was hitting 40, and, and you know, that seemed to be the number. Number, right? Yeah. Now 45 is the number. Talking about with Brett. Yeah. With Brett. Yeah. yeah. So, like, that's just that's the time period we were talking about. So, Calvin I, Johnson I, just got put into the Hall of Fame. He got drafted in Brady's seventh season. Mm-hmm. Calvin Johnson retired and is now in the Hall of Fame. And Brady just won a Super Bowl. That is so fucking wild. That's yeah. Just crazy. Brady has three different Hall of Fame careers, in my opinion. You have the first 01 to 04 Patriots, where he had three Super Bowls. He has all those accolades. I think there's an MVP in there. Mm-hmm. You have that middle Patriots dynasty, where there is two there more were... Super Bowls, or three three more. Okay. And then you have this last little run from the last few years of the Patriots with him getting all those, the final, final numbers overall, mm-hmm. and then the Super Bowl with the Bucks. I think he has three different Super Bowl career, or in, yeah, Hall of Fame careers. In wow, it, it's that's crazy his, to think about. That's really interesting. Yeah, is insane, and I, I think that they're still going to be doing it this year, even better, yeah. honestly. And, and also, I just think it's funny because you were talking about the uh, the Saints, right? Yeah. The Saints only had two games where they played with uh, Drew Brees, Michael Thomas, and Emmanuel Sanders all on the field at the same time. Both games were against the Bucks, and both were wins. They were the Bucks tonight. Did they, <laughs> they, not, were, did they the, face each other in the playoffs? Yeah, they beat them in the playoffs. Yeah, they, the Bucks, because it was third times the charm kind of thing. Exactly, yeah. the Bucks beat the Saints in the playoffs. It was a big game, and the Mike the Evans. Saints, Mike Evans had to step up over Lattimore because yeah. Lattimore was making him his bitch for yeah. a while. And, but the Saints were the Saints were hurting. Like they didn't have a lot of pe- they they lost a lot of their big pieces there. Mike, I don't think Mike uh, Michael Thomas was there, and I think that was a big big. Uh, Part of that game, anyway. So we'll get back to the Bucks there. Yeah. Uh, last last stat that I'll I'll give you. I know I already said that, but one more. Um, Bucks only face five teams with the same starting quarterback from twenty twenty. That is so wild. Now six games because we're talking we're counting Falcons twice. Five teams, but that does also include Cam Newton from last year and yeah. Tua Tungavailoa, who split time. Like those those are those are included in those five teams. That is ridiculous. Just going back to to you know their their schedule, um, you know, and put that back on the board. Uh, yeah, trust the, me, there are some undertones that wild? here. Think about how, <laughs> and it's it like that's why I brought up Brady's entire career because yeah. you think that there's just a lot of different lucky little things that slowly add up over time. Wow! But at the end of the day. He, he got yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Know? So I don't know. I thought that was a that was a weird, crazy stat. Uh, let's pull up their their. Well, have we done free agency yet? Did we do that? No, yet? we I didn't don't do, remember uh, free agency or draft. I don't okay. think they. T- I don't think they added anybody other than just some resigns. Yeah. So real quick on free agency, lost next to nobody, all resigns. Look at that list of resigns. That is just absolutely crazy to me. And then I don't know how they're able to budget it. Yeah, I don't get it. Well, they're going to be screwed in a couple years. That's I what think it is. I, they're, they're, the they're, they went all in. Yeah, they, yeah, I mean that's that's the only way they're they're backloading everything. That's the that's the only way you could possibly do this, especially in a year where the cap went down. Um, last thing uh, with the draft, real quick. You know, we talked about best player available. You know, when we were doing the free agency thing, and you saw the last graphic where it said draft needs. There wasn't one. Uh, Joe Tryon in the first round. I think that was best player available. He's doing really well. I know I mentioned that a handful of times, but he really is. Kyle Trask. I did not think was the best. I, I thought Kellen Mond 
was the better quarterback there. But I, I get it. Get a big, tall pocket passer. Step into a very good spot. Very, yeah, very good spot. Very, very fortunate for him to be able to sit behind Tom Brady, and that that'll be cool to see. The rest of the draft, I don't have any any big thoughts here. I don't know if you do. I'm glad to see my Auburn boy get taken. KJ Britt. Yeah. Uh, Bruce Arians has come out and said that he is taking the defense, the second team defense, and he's the captain of that squad nice. himself. So hopefully he can be a rotational piece yeah, in there. That's that's downhill awesome. downhill hard hitter. You have a Levante David who's going to be out soon. Anyways, yeah. All right, I, I think that's all I have on the Bucks. Any, anywhere else you want to go with this? Uh, Super Bowl for me, I see them losing to the Rams. Or, I mean, no, I have the uh, losing <laughs> to the Rams in the championship. <laughs> I was like, you have some rule changes going yeah, on that, too. That's, that's, but uh, I, have, I have them at the championship. And now. also, you said I was crazy. They're over under eleven point five. Yeah, no, I put him at eleven. Like I'm, I'm not, the bullish I'm not one. fucking crazy Listen, for saying eleven. I, I, I and six. don't think you are. You made me sound crazy for the Saints, though. The Saints was nine, and I had them at eight and nine. You had the Saints. We're two, way off on this division altogether, aren't we? Yeah, I might have been. Is, too, I might be one, too bullish on the Saints. Uh, that, and I, that and I might be to. too bullish on the Bucks, and yeah. I can admit to that. But yeah. I do think that. I have the stuff to back the argument behind the well, Buccaneers' yeah. success. Yeah, of course. I, I just my my whole thing is we. It's take, hard to put any team at fourteen and three. Uh, well, though. yeah, of course. But but like my whole thing is we take the final result of the Super Bowl and we take the free agency and we say, well, they're going back. There's no way. And and it's like and I get that you know you add in the fact you know, another year with Tom Brady. Like I get Chiefs. It. Uh, no, but they don't do with that with the Chiefs because the Chiefs did it all year. The Chiefs were the same. T- like I, I, I get what you're saying with that. Okay, and method, I, I totally style, understand that style of play. Yes, but I but I mean, come on. Like at this point, especially at this point, the Chiefs are are fairly like they're they're enshrined as one of the best teams in the NFL. They're not going anywhere without title, right? Like you I think mean, the Bucks do though that defense. That Just defense the de- is fucking defense awesome. Alone, that defense. Yeah, can it's win ridiculous. Those games. But but the the thing for me is looking at the the entire postseason as a whole when you're playing the best teams in your division th- theoretically. You had a tough game against Washington. You had a tough game against the Saints when they were undermanned. And realistically, you should have lost to the to the Packers. Okay. You throw two interceptions, you probably shouldn't lose to the Packers. The Packers blew that game. So you can't discredit the Bucks because of the Packers fumbling the bag, though. And I think with but Washington, I, I, Washington had a late surge that Tampa just didn't give a shit about. I really think so. Okay. Tampa, Tampa I'll was give you well that. in control of that game. They did and control Heineke the started game. playing hero ball. And yes, there was a time where it was like, Oh God! If they get the ball back at this point, there yeah. is a chance. Like technically, but I, I, don't, I don't think there was ever a I, real listen, fear. I, I of certainly that. get that. I'm not I, again. I'm not taking away. I just and they I, dominated the Super Bowl. I, I, they absolutely did. And, Very and I, I, Listen, I totally, I totally get that. It's it's just for me. I guess I try and fight back against the the antiquated way of thinking of. You know, one plus one equals two. When we're not looking at all yeah, the other Super things Bowl that go into Super Bowl. it, exactly. Yeah, so, 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 so I guess that's what I'm saying. Maybe, maybe I'm fighting against that narrative at, with my with my record prediction and and kind of letting that seep in, which I shouldn't. So, it goes so a I'll lot give of you that. Like that in sports. Kevin yeah. Durant hit a three point. What we thought was a three point, but is he wears a size 19 shoe? If he wears a size 17, the the Nets beat the Bucks in this year's playoffs in Game Seven, and we are talking by that much. Giannis gets his championship. The Nets fail as a super team. We're talking that much of a narrative. So trust me, I understand the whole thought process behind that. When we equate, oh my God, Kevin Durant couldn't finish that game off and couldn't be the GOAT. If we're that much of a difference, that much of a margin, yeah, it's GOAT versus not goat. It's wins versus loss. Trust me. Yeah. It, that's great. It, and and just sports, like you said, it yeah, changes six, so quick. You said you said it perfectly. I think six plays, and you can take away six Super Bowls. Legitimately, yeah. yes, yeah, yeah. And I and honestly, you know, that might be fair to say about a lot of guys. Like, I mean, yeah. give me one play, uh, that, I might be able to take I, away I, I the same Super Bowl. A lot of times, not even for the good players. I say it for the players who we never got to see pan out because the, yeah. the promise that we saw in college 
versus them landing in another spot where they maybe get caught a little bit more or they yeah. just have a few different plays. Herbert getting to light it up in the way that he has, mm-hmm. I think that has already set his career on fire. Yeah. If he were to come out and maybe have three bad starts in a row, we're so quick to write him off. That's why I'm scared for guys like Tua. Yeah. When you have a bad start and a bad go at it, we are so quick nowadays in, in this day and age. Oh, if I, I'm I'm a fan and I, I'm I'm a bad fan with it. Like I'm there's already no, done with them. Wrong. We all. I'm do already yeah. I'm already looking at like okay, can we get Watson? That would be awesome. Okay, well, who's in the draft? Like like I'm I, I'm a bad fan. Like I, that's already what I'm thinking. It's just the, it's just the day and age in this NFL though. You yeah. have to have a one through ten quarterback, and if they don't smell, look everything like it yeah. the day one that they start. Get them out, bring yeah. the next one in. All right. Hey, I, I think that's a good way to 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 finish it up with these Falcons here. I think we're going to agree on the Falcons. If, I, if I'm if i not mistaken, we actually might agree on something today. We might. Um, all right. So raw reaction on the Falcons while I pull everything up. I think it's going to be a bad year overall. Um, I'm hoping that Arthur Smith coming in there. Oh, my God. It's set at seven and a half. Yeah. Their over-under is set at seven and a half. I okay. Well, wild. I know what I'm going to go bet on after this. Yeah. Literally after this. I'm going to take the under... I'm not a big fan of the Falcons overall when it comes to... Yes, I like some of the pieces and doses. I think when you look at it, Calvin Ridley, fantasy-wise, is going to be an easy wide receiver one. I still like Matt Ryan's ability to lead a team overall. I, Kyle Pitts Kyle Pitts will get over 1,000 yards if that's what you're making me talk about. Oh, mm-hmm. But Kyle Pitts is not enough to replace anything wins and losses-wise on this mm-hmm. team overall. There's going to be good production, some good highlight plays from that, but wins and losses. To put this team at 7.5, I guess you're assuming that the past three years of injuries finally take a stop in Keanu Neal and Grady Jarrett and all of these other names who have fi- just gotten hurt. Yeah. I don't, AJ Terrell steps up in a big way. I don't know. I've seen some PFF stuff dog shitting that man. Yeah, uh, I don't think that's fair because I, I feel like every, every team or every rookie – Ricky corner kind of struggled, and that's kind of par for the course from what we see. I'm actually looking it up on FanDuel just to see if uh, if that's uh, the same thing. I'm not 100% sure there. Uh, you know, just see what the regular – oh, yeah, so it's still 7.5. That's wild. Yeah, And I'll the bet. under is plus. Yeah, that's crazy to me because I'm going to give you some stats that are going to make what you really want to bet what that. What do we not know? No, I, I'm, I'm, on the, I'm on board with you. Um, did, look, did lose. Uh, okay, you know, th- this is this is the That's glass half full. in a good way. Yeah, so, so first of all, just looking at some some interesting stats, they lost five fourth quarter leads in the last two minutes. They were two and eight in one score games. They they blew a lot of leads. It's unfortunate, but like Matt Ryan retires tomorrow and I'm going to remember him as a choke artist. And granted, the Super Bowl has a big part of that, but just, you know, knowing how the Falcons have gone really since the Super Bowl, it feels like all they've done is blow big leads. All they've done is blow fourth quarter uh, comebacks. Yes. It was one of the earliest. And and granted, listen, every single time it happens, it's going to add up to that ultimate narrative. But it is unfortunate that, you know, a a legend of the game, I'll say with with, uh, Matt Ryan, I'm not ready to say Hall of Famer, but a legend of the game for sure could be remembered as a choke artist. And that's, that's unfortunate for a guy who is a really good player. Uh, but yeah, like that's kind of how I remember. And that's certainly the story of the Falcons, uh, the, the Falcons season last year. Uh, you know, they're, like I said, two, two and eight in one score games, uh, blew nine leads in the 2020 season. Uh, that was the eighth most since, uh, the two thousands. Uh, like, like that's wow. yeah, like all time blew nine, nine leads. I mean, that's, that's crazy. Like that's a lot. Um, yeah. So 44% win rate when, when, uh, so they 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 excuse me they, they blew nine leads from halftime right so going to the half they were leading at half nine times and they only won four of them that's a forty four percent win rate the average is eighty percent eighty percent of the time when you're winning at half you win the game 
That's horrendous. That's horrendous. I remember seeing the Cowboys one, and they just keep showing shots of the owner because yes. he's he's very active at staying on the sidelines yeah. and stuff. And you know, it's just like you said, it is already built in there, like predestined that this team as a whole yeah. cannot get that monkey off their back. And yeah. I'm sorry, it, I th- the window's closed. Yeah. yeah, I agree. So, so like that, all of that lends, uh, lends itself to you know a lot of those stats. Those, those should you know uh, go back to the mean a little yeah. bit, and by that I mean they'll, they'll win more games. Um, but like I also like I'm worried about their offensive line. They were the 25th ranked offensive line last year, and it got worse. They lost Alex Mack, and I don't feel like they brought anybody else that really immediately you know fixes that position. Position in, in any you know they've real tried. way they've, they've tried certainly drafting. tried yeah. they've certainly tried but like I'm not I'm not in love with the guys they brought in in free agency like there really wasn't anybody special certainly not on the offensive line and then in in the draft yeah you, you draft a Kyle Pitts which is which is awesome but you waited until the third round to grab a lineman and Jalen Mayfield who is a huge project I feel like uh, you know and certainly got a center in the fourth and, and I get that I know I know we're kind of going all over the place with uh, with how we do these shows but uh, you know over Overall, yeah, certainly, certainly worried about that offensive line. I'm, I'm worried about the offensive line. I'm worried about the defense. I know that this well, team has been very, very banged yeah. up. Let's let's take a step back and let's let's talk about first like the biggest thing. Their their new head coach Arthur Smith, new GM Terry uh, Fontenay, uh, who Arthur, Arthur Smith was with the Titans pretty much his entire career. Well, their their new GM, who I can't really pronounce his last name, he's been with like the Saints Fontenay. for the past eight, 18 years. So like both guys are used to stability, staying in one place. Arthur Smith started from like the bottom and worked his way all the way up to OC. Was OC of a very good offense uh, for two years and then got the starting job. Like yeah. that's an awesome story. I feel like uh, it, you know it, it's true. It's, scream stability for a team that has stuck with their coaches longer than they should have. I, I think Dan, we knew Dan Quinn was done two years ago, and yeah. they stuck with him until five games into this season. We knew the GM was making mistakes. Consi- like I, I felt like there were a lot of things I could point to with their GM from uh, Benioff from the last uh, regime that like I didn't like. I thought they could have done better. They stuck with him for a long-ass time. I mean, he, he drafted Julio Jones. and like, Dan Quinn were riding off, of, yeah. and GM especially was getting to do the Julio Jones thing that yeah. he found that, and the Super Bowl. Yeah, the, the Super Bowl appearance was enough to be like. But it was like the second Kyle Shanahan leaves, everything falls apart. Yeah. Oh, I wonder if there's a connection. Um, yeah, so so I thought that was interesting. Any thoughts there with the, with those two hires though, and what it means for the no, future? No, I, I, I really, I think future for the Falcons, it can get better. It yeah. can. Uh, I like the the acquisition of Kyle Pitts. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good pick a lot. I think Calvin Ridley still has a lot of good football left in him too. A very, very good career I have coming some stats up. for it for you. There's, there, it's, I think it's going to be really good. You're going to have to have that weird, awkward transition with balancing the old aging Matt Ryan's mm-hmm. books out because you owe him a ton of money coming up and you can only hope that his play stays where it's at because if it, if it declines right now, it's 48.6 million and then 43 the next year. Yeah. Over the next two years, you're, you're tied down to it. So yeah. Exactly that. You're tied down to and it, and I don't see them being. Player. I don't and, see them competing. And and that actually kind of makes sense why they didn't go field like why they, they you know they they didn't go fields there or any other quarterback why to, to groom behind Matt Ryan because they they're stuck with Matt Ryan for two for three more years this yeah. season and then two more seasons they they backload the contract heavily they owe him the most of any any player and over the next two years Matt Ryan's getting the most money of any player that's 
above all the other great quarterbacks in the NFL. That's and the certainly, type of thing you do to try to keep a Super Bowl window. And open. that's what they did. They Nobody they tried to keep everybody. And when you talk about contracts again, you know, just before the draft. So the, so this is before the the trade and everything. Seventy seven percent of their twenty twenty one cap was taken up by Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, Grady Jarrett, Matt, Jake Matthews, and Deion Jones. That's five players. Five players took up 77% of their cap. Now, that's before the draft, and that's not this, the case right now, but that speaks to how poor Benioff uh, handled the, the cap and really, I no, mean, they, just backloaded really everything. Did. Especially when you consider a Deion Jones hasn't played a full season since he's been in the league, and I think he's missed more games than he's played yeah. overall. I Don't quote me off of that, but I know Grady Jarrett was banged up too. Yeah. So and listen, those, those are five good and players. And Julio. Those are five good no, players. Great. I'm not taking yeah, away, that away from that, but you, you could trade a couple of those for seven and eight solid starters and you know that might help you out a little <coughs> and needless to say it didn't work you're paying i mean you, you won less games than five i just don't see how they get put at seven wins uh carolina was at eight i'm thinking about the over-unders yeah uh new orleans was at nine and i think tampa was at 11 right yeah it, it how does do they think this division is just going to be that competitive i think it is a clear-cut bottom tier Dweller in the Falcons on this division. Yeah, I give them five. I give them five wins. You give them can four. You put the and graphic on what their schedule looks like. Yeah, let's. Uh, I I might not have that, but I can pull well, it up. But I, I, mean, I already know the cross division though. You have to play the AFC yeah. East and you have to play the NFC East as well. Yeah. Uh, keep I, talking for a second. I, I'll pull it up. I, I don't think I don't think that they're a good enough team to be able to get over some of those humps. I really don't. I think Miami is by far better. I know we're going to talk about the Jets a little bit later. I think the Jets can handle this team right now. I think the Jets are primed that says something, and pushing right? for the right way. Yeah. yeah, That's exactly what I'm saying. That says all that I need to say. Yeah. If I evaluate the Jets, and I'm, I'm down on them compared to a lot so, of them. So overall, their their average is 15th. So they have a an average schedule in the NFL. Um, pretty good start to the season, though. I will say so that. I, I will say I can see where they're fortunate enough. by They do get to catch. As much as I just hyped up the Jets, I would say coin flip game. I, I give the edge to the Jets if I had to pick. Yeah. So oh, I'm trying to think. You get let's Eagles, get, Giants, Washington. Philly, I mean. Philly, Giants, Jets. There's three. Let's give them Jags, four. Let's Lions, five. That's that's just I'm giving the Jets the easy one. I know I just yeah. hyped them up, but but I mean, really, you, you look at the first four. The first five games are very winnable for the Falcons. I mean, you, oh, is there a world where they have? A is there a world where they're four and one? Yeah, the, and I, Kyle I'd be Pitts shocked. Is just tearing it up or something. Yeah, it, I mean, it's not completely out of the realm of possibility. If they go four and one, they're 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 hitting seven. I, I, I stand I stand by what I said. Yeah, I do too. I, my my I, four wins that I, I gave them was splitting with yeah. the Panthers. I gave. I think them, Washington's I gave a lot better than I think Washington's a lot better than that. So I really I think there's yeah. only I think there's a world where they go three and two. I don't think they'd beat Washington. I really don't. Um, yeah, so, but yeah, I totally get what you're saying there. I mean, absolutely, absolutely agree. I see a lot of for sure losses up on that schedule. Yes. I mean, there's a lot. Of they either play the team where it's like, ah, uh, they're bad, or they, yeah. they get the big dogs in the NFL. Exactly. Cowboys, Saints, Buccaneers, Bills, 49ers. Yeah, there's some tough ones there. There yeah. certainly are. Yeah, so I, I don't know how I don't know how they got there. Uh, you mentioned Calvin Ridley a handful of times. I do want to talk about Calvin Ridley. Um, yeah, he posted eight 100-plus uh, yard receiving games last year. Uh, he he was uh, on the field for 82.8% of snap share. Uh, got 143 targets. Just killed it last year fantasy-wise, right? Now Julio Jones is gone. You're, you're replacing yeah, him. Yeah, with Julio. Yeah, exactly. Now, granted, it, it was kind of interesting because the, the split, and I don't have it, but I did look it up, the split between snap share with Julio Jones and without Julio 
Julio Jones. Not a huge difference. Like there wasn't there was or excuse me with target share. I apologize. There was a slight uptick, but it was not anything crazy. And so that was certainly surprising to me that like it, there was a bigger uptick when yeah, you would think there'd be discrepancy there. There was you would think there would be a bigger one. It was actually bigger with uh, the tight ends off the field, or, or, or excuse me, with the tight ends on the field. So with uh, two tight end sets and things like that, they he had a bigger uh, he had a bigger uh, target share, but. That does kind of speak to what they're going to be doing. I, I imagine Arthur Ar- Arthur Smith is coming from two tight end heaven with the Titans. They're going to be doing a lot of two tight end sets. Calvin Ridley is going to be the main target. I, I think he will be the crux of this offense. And, and I'm not sitting here saying he will step up and, and take the true Julio Jones role because nobody could fill his shoes. That's hard. But, I mean, I, I think there it wasn't that long ago. I mean, it was a career ago, basically. But it wasn't that long ago when Julio was a young guy and he was coming into some pretty big shoes Roddy White. with Roddy White. Exactly. So, so I mean, you know, they they've had a pretty good a pretty good succession of wide receivers, I would say, for for the Falcons. They've hit on some guys, and I think Calvin Ridley's a damn damn good player. He is, um, uh, but also tied for the third most drops in the NFL. Worth mentioning. That's unfortunate. Uh, yeah, it is. It's only nine though. Like it wasn't like ridiculous, and certainly his, his drop percentage is a lot lower based on all the targets he got. But nine is it does tie for third. Um, yeah, that, that's all I have on on the players there. Let's go through their draft and free agency real quick, and then we'll we'll finish it up. Yeah, but right. free agency. Yeah. Free agency is we right over, here. Yeah, we went over their draft. Oh, we did go over the draft. Yeah, You're right. Co- uh, yeah. So talk for a second. I pulled up. There it goes. There it is. They didn't do nothing. They, they really didn't. They, yeah, they I, lost I think, pieces. I think losing Alex Mack was a huge one too. Huge loss. He went to the 49ers, yeah. right? I believe. Yeah, he did. And that was a Dang. big addition. We talked about the 49ers talking about Alex Mack. Huge addition for that offensive line. This is a big this loss. This offensive line wasn't good enough in the first place to lose a piece that was a healthy piece yeah. in Alex Mack. You too. say it wasn't good. 25th. I mean, we already mentioned that, but yeah, absolutely. I absolutely agree. I think we we pretty much covered the Falcons in I a roundabout way. We did it. We just keep trying to find a way to say that they're going to be good. Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't see it. Yeah. I, I, I will 110% bet on the under. I promise you. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I, I I already, I pulled up FanDuel. I already have it. So yeah. I'll, I'll be betting on the under too. Um, all right, guys. Hey, that is all we have on this episode of Between the Pylons. We did the NFC South. Do you have anything you want to say? No. First week of preseason. I did a live stream on it last night. Any, yeah. any thoughts you want to put out there real Just- quick? out of everything that's yeah. out there well just i mean you know if you if you want I, something recorded to bring back later you know uh, i think your boy jordan love did really good jordan love did do well yeah i think he, he did really, really good well. even on some of those incompletions when you look at the ability and the the way that he like i saw three plays off the top of my head and there's one after giving the play action he looks one he looks two and then he throws the impressed. smart dump off, and to, just to be able to have the poise because there there wasn't a preseason. He didn't do last that in college, <laughs> and there wasn't a preseason last yeah, year. That was the first time we got to see him. Yeah, this was this was the same type of appearance. Like everyone was hyping up. Oh, it's Trevor time, Zach Wilson time, Justin Fields time, Trey Lance time. Yeah, as they should. Yeah. This was Jordan Love. Jordan Love time. Debut. This is the first. He hasn't touched debut. the fields. Yeah, yeah, it absolutely was. And and people kind of and I've heard no national media on. No, it. That's I have that part. If if you haven't watched it, try to find a way. Just look it up. Yeah, he, look it up on he YouTube. You find every play. He did really good. He did really do he did really well i'm glad you mentioned it yeah because absolutely he, he showed the physical ability that he has and yes. that was my big thing coming and he out also of I was some, high on it him. looks like he added some brain to it too yeah it hopefully. really does man I, yeah I'm, I'm excited i really am i might not get slapped three times by corkin you might not yeah. <laughs> all right guys that is uh that is all we have we will we will check out and we'll be back um probably about an hour to record the next episode seven peace out <laughs>